By the way, before right. we start, what are we talking about? Hockey. Yeah, yeah, Boston Bruins hockey. Wait, we talk hockey in this show? Point. Drops the puck to Kucherov. To the stamp goes great. Save by Raz. I'm going to give him a D. D. A D. I wouldn't give him a D. Three letters. B-O-B. Bob. He's going to steal the series. Yo, <laughs> G- Jimmy. Oh, by, by the way, uh, Dave, you're recording, right? Great G able to bring it back in. He's got DeBrusque with him. Gave it on to DeBrusque. Spent one in front. They score! The Bruins win it in overtime. Charlie McAvoy. I'm here to pick a fight with second place. I think Sweeney's been mediocre at best. We still have the same problems now as we did four years ago. And you can spare me. It's not whether you win or lose or how you play the game bullshit. Yeah, I think his head's been good, uh, Kevin, uh, since he got back and took care of his family, to be honest with you. I mean, I talked to him shortly after that during the summer. Uh, He feels good, um, practicing well. Obviously, he's ready to ready to go in that regard. <laughs> Can we stop calling the first line the perfection line? McAvoy sizzles the pass to Bergeron, to Marshawn, closing, goes around the net, tries to wrap, Bergeron scores! All right, did Tyler figure out what the show's about yet? <laughs> Welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. With me, as always, is Tyler Scales. Tyler and I will be joined this year by Justin Ventola and Jimmy Shea. Jimmy, Justin, how we doing? Tyler? What's doing up, guys? Good, hey, good, guys. Thanks for having me. It's uh, been a very slow offseason for the Bruins, but very interesting all around, if you ask me. Um you know, I hope you guys have been safe. I hope you guys have all been well. Jimmy, I know you're down in uh, with Virginia right now. Yes, I am. Uh, be careful. I know that you're Coast Guard, but you, I don't know if they're going to need you down there. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I mean, once I heard Char was going down south, I had to follow him. What was it like? Uh, how strange was it to be uh, in the start of training camp and, and not have uh, Zidane Chara there for the first time in 15 seasons? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it is – it is different, you know, uh, and it's uh, the unfortunate side of the business, you know, that um, is not always easy to, to see guys like that uh, go. And, you know, obviously um, I've had a, a tremendous relationship with him and, and over, as you said, over 14 years and, and I've learned tremendously from him. And, um, and yeah, so it's uh, definitely different. Uh, and at this point, obviously, it's about uh, making sure we uh, get ready as a team and, 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 you know, from the first practice on, keep getting better and getting our, you know, set the, the tempo, I guess, and, and the tone uh, for training camp. Yeah, absolutely. I knew it. I knew you were a child or Bobo. Speaking of Bobo, my daughter called my wife a Bobo today, and I was like, where the fuck did she hear that from? <laughs> so um, I, got, I got an answer for that. <laughs> <what's>... <laughs> You know. All right, starting off the year, let's, we have to congratulate the Tampa Bay Lightning for winning the Stanley Cup last year, the COVID Cup, some people might call it. I still think they just kicked everyone's ass. And a little more recent congrats to Team USA for winning gold last night at the World Juniors. Uh, I didn't really get to watch that game. You guys were kind of talking about it a little bit. Uh, guys, got any, Tyler, you got anything to start on with the juniors there? Yeah, it was a really good game. I think my favorite game out of that World Juniors was definitely the USA and Finland game. That was for uh, determining who would get to face Canada. I'm really surprised USA got that victory over Canada. 
Canada had some – they were really confident in that tournament. I thought they would win, but not this year for them. Hasn't the USA beaten Canada four straight times in medal games? I don't something know. Like, I saw I it in like the four, I think they're like 4-0 and oh against them or yeah. something like that. This was actually the first year I watched it. And um, I thought I saw them like they haven't been in the gold medal run since uh, 2017. So I'm not knowledgeable on that. Justin, were you watching the game? So, yeah, I, I watched a little bit, Dan. Honestly, I wish I watched um, every single game. But I watched a little bit of the game last night. Um, again, USA came out a little sloppy, but all, all they held their own. Um, I think it just speaks to the uh, rising amount of talent level coming uh, in North America, um, it's particularly in the United States. There was a lot of young, good prospects. And all I have to say is, is the Anaheim Ducks, they made out like bandits this year in the draft. Um, I, I forget, did, did they draft Zegas or something like that? He was he was a stud. Uh, whoever drafted Trevor oh, yeah. Knight, like absolute stud. He's going to be a great goalie. Um, so it's, it, it's just fun to see all the up-and-coming talent that's that's coming. So it was fun to watch. Jimmy, you and I both don't have the NHL network, so I saw a couple. I saw the goals on uh, Twitter, and that was about it for me. And I unfortunately don't really follow the juniors because I suck. Yeah, it's not really my thing. I I, I watch the pros because I like to watch the best of the best. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't watch. I don't watch college sports really. I watch the Frozen Four, but that's. I mean, that's. Yeah, me too. I I okay. should. I sh- we should being in the Boston area. We should take advantage of uh, more of the college hockey because there is good college hockey in this town, and it's pretty cheap to get to, too. So, Around the league this offseason, also, Doc Emmerich retired in October after 47 years. Uh, a little homage in the open to him. I think for the fans, we'll miss him the most, but he was probably one of the most knowledgeable guys in hockey. Yeah. Uh, there, there's uh, new division alignments this year, and they're all named and sponsored. That was uh, announced, I believe, yesterday. So you have the Scotia North Division, Mass Mutual East Division, Discover Central Division, and the Honda West Division. For the purposes of this broadcast, we just won't use the sponsors (laughs) (laughs) beyond that right now. Uh, And they're going to go to an old school kind of format. It's going to be one versus four and two versus three. You got the top four teams from each division, division making the playoffs. Second round will be seeded by regular season points. Jimmy, why don't you start us off on your thoughts about the playoff format this year? Um, I like it. Um, I, I think that it's – personally, um, I think you're going to see a lot more teams you don't normally see actually contending just with – not necessarily just the format, but the, the realignment. I mean, the all-Canadian division, you're going to get four actual Canadian teams to so the shot that they actually break that uh, – what, that – since 93, since the Canadians in 93 to win the cup. So there's a, I mean, you're going to get guaranteed uh, four Canadian teams in the, in the dance. Um, you're not going to have the, uh, it was the Atlantic run by basically Boston and Tampa. So, I mean, I, I like, I like, I just like the alignment. Um, I, to me, the actual playing matchups, I, I don't really, um, I don't really see much of a difference. I, I know there's just more teams, but, based off of like the way they used to do it. Um, but I, I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of rambling here. <laughs> um, I, I, again, I think it comes more down to the realignment than the actual like playoff structure, in my opinion. You like the, you like the, the way it's aligned where it's kind of different guys in division. So you don't have to worry about Tampa Bay until the playoffs, possibly I mean, until the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, I guess it's, so you can look, you can look at it two ways. You can look at, 
that it could be easier or more difficult for your team depending on which short straw you drew. Or um, it can kind of, for I guess us as Bruins fans, it can break up some decent rivalries. I mean, over the last couple of years, Toronto has become a real uh, rival to watch. I mean, it's, I mean, it was real fun to watch us beat them every year again and again. Um, so those fans must be ecstatic right now they don't deal with us in the playoffs, at least in the first round. And then... Um, you don't you don't really have to deal with Montreal at all now because it's just I don't know it just it's it's gonna feel weird but it's gonna be different I think in a good way. You know it's very interesting. I think it brings up a lot of very cool matchups. Like imagine seeing Boston and Montreal playing in the finals. That is awesome and be really intense to see like two legendary rivalries clash for the Stanley Cup. It's very interesting. I really like it too. I look forward to seeing what happens. No, I, I honestly, and uh, Tyler, you said on a little bit. Um, I, I'm personally pretty excited about it. Um, although what I am going to miss during the regular season is sometimes you really do look forward to those, you know, um, original six matchups during the regular season, uh, the, uh, the matchups against Canadians, uh, Tampa Bay, so on and so forth during the regular season. So I think that element is going to be missed a little bit. But what I find really cool is that the Stanley Cup this year could potentially be against teams that, like, aren't, like, one in the uh, East and one in the West. So you could have two teams from like what would normally be the same conference in the Stanley Cup Finals. So I think it adds like a really interesting twist to it this year. So it's gonna be exciting to see how this all pans out uh, come May. So real quick, just go back to rivalry games real quick. I'm 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 looking at the, the divisions right now, and I don't think a team got hit worse with getting rid of all their rivals in a division worse than the actual the Bruins. I mean, if you look at the East, I mean, you still got you know Pittsburgh, Philly. You still got uh, Washington, New York. You still got Philly, New York. Both New York teams. I mean, you have all there. Um, in the uh, the Central, you still got um, you know the two Florida teams. You got Chicago and Columbus and old school Chicago and Dallas. The Canadian teams you still have like Toronto and uh, Montreal. You got uh, the out west teams versus Calgary. That was like, yeah, the out west teams, and then even in the West Division, you got uh, Vegas and Colorado. I mean, you have just you have rivalries all in those divisions, except for when you come to the Bruins. You got rid of Montreal. You got rid of Toronto. The only team you can probably make a case with, it's a rival. Maybe back in the day was the Rangers. To me. What about the Flyers from the seventies? I, I think you could make that case that they were once our rival as well. Yeah, once more oh, yeah. of a rivalry. Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, again, once. Um, it, it just it's rivalry to me is built on um, repetition in playoff games and big games and stuff like that. And the Bruins have been so much better than the teams in their division right now over the la- for the most part. Like Buffalo was awful for years. New Jersey, awful for years. Rangers are bad now. I mean, the only other team is Washington, which I wish they still had Holtby there because at least it would make it somewhat interesting, you know, because at least it's not a game that a game that you, you played in the playoffs, what, eight years ago? And that's when Holtby basically became God. And then I just, I don't know, I, I think you could make a, I mean, with some of the moves that Washington made this year, you could make it a rivalry game now. But I just think that their division, especially for the Bruins, lacks some rivalry games. At least in the regular season purposes. Yeah, I, I think the Rangers and I think the Islanders might pose a little bit of a, uh, a, a rivalry for you this year. I mean, obviously it's kind of forced, but I mean, right. you, go, you could go back to the 70s and 80s and make a case for a little bit of those rivalries, I believe. Um, you know, I've always disliked those teams. I, I hate the Rangers. I've always hated the Rangers. I, don't, I think it's more because of Mark Messier, though, back in the 90s. Uh, and the Flyers, they've always just been kind of under my skin 
I am glad that the year that the Bruins have to play against Washington, uh, there is no Holtby. Uh, and I was really excited to go up against Lundqvist, even if he was just their backup, because I feel like the Bruins generally owned Lundqvist. Mm-hmm. So, and he was well past his prime, if you ask me. Although he gave them a good go in the playoffs when he had to. I was trying to look something. Who is Washington's goaltender now that Lundqvist is out? I was actually looking that up right now, actually. Yeah. What great job we did here prepping the oh, show. Oh, you got uh, Ilya Samsonov and Vanacek, I think, if I got that right. Oh, the household name, of course. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I, I remember Samsonov was their, was their goaltender last year. Um, you know, other than that, Washington's got to – the same team, you know, I mean, not the same team, obviously, but th- they got a decent defense with Carlson and Chara and uh, now Chara, now with Chara. They had Brendan Dillon, you know, and we could go on all day about their uh, their forwards, but this is a Boston Bruins podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Washington defense is incredible that they have all those players on that team. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, as far as the playoff format, I like the top seed versus the lowest seed format better than what the Bruins, uh, what the NHL had been doing over the last couple of years anyway. So um, I mentioned the, the divisions were sponsored. Did Are they sponsors on the helmet this year too? Sure are. They I think are, yeah. Nothing to look horrible. Bring on it. They have a TD Bank sticker. I think they were skating around with in practice. Wasn't that bad. I get it. They need the revenue. I understand. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't want them to end up looking like what's that Sweden where they're just decked out in stickers. You know, don't want it to look like a NASCAR car on the ice. <laughs> I think uh, the uh, Team America had um, a USA last night had Chipotle on them. I was like, okay, nice, <laughs> nice. That's because that's because right now America gives you the shits. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, probably gonna go with Canada on this one. I don't know what the score would be, but uh, they've been looking good. It's gonna be a good game though. They're um, from what I've seen, uh, I didn't watch the first couple games because it was like 16 nothing. But but yeah, it's always fun when when USA plays Canada. You know how much it means, uh, and it's pride, it's pride, and it's bragging right? So it's going to be a great game. I can't wait to watch. Johnny Boychuk, the former Bruins defenseman and now former Islanders defenseman, retired this year due to an eye injury. Back in March, he had 90 stitches after a skate cut his eye. That's too bad. I always liked Johnny Boychuk. I always thought that uh, he was one of the better defensemen. I thought it sucked when he left Boston. Travis Roy also passed away in October. Obviously, around this this part, uh, he was known for being paralyzed 11 seconds into his hockey career, the poor guy. You always saw him around at TD Garden at least once or twice a year, I felt. Big rumors. You guys hear any big rumors out there other than Jacobs didn't want to play without uh, any fans in the stands? And, And good for Jacobs. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good for him. Yeah, yeah. You, you need some money. I get it. You know. Oh, I don't care about that. Get fans back in the stands. It it sounds better. <laughs> it, 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 it looks better. Sounds better. I mean, it just it's a better product to watch on TV too, which is fans. It doesn't feel like practice. What what the situation is now? You know, like everything's kind of upside down with with the hockey world. You know, and and I'm sure you know, Sweeney's has a lot on his plate right now. You know, he my contract situation is probably not. You know, on top of his list at the moment, I'm comfortable where we are right now. I just want to go out there and you know, start the season off right and kind of get on a good groove and and play play good hockey 
personally and as a team. And then, you know, if the contract talks happen during the season, then so be it. If they don't, then, you know, we'll just wait it out and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe the NHL won't rig it so Tampa can win this year, huh? Maybe that'd be kind of uh, nice. You think yeah. they rigged it? Yeah, with no fans. You, you think, are you just wait, too deep down the conspiracy theory oh, wait, hole? I mean, no fans. What, you think they're going to go to Dallas and beat Dallas with all those fans? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. One major rule change this year was to offsides. <clears throat> the player skate no longer needs to be on the ice to stay on sides as long as the skate is deemed to be behind or above the blue line. It's on sides. No more of those bullshit offsides, guys. We oh, want no. There's, there's, I, there's still more coming. I that, hate this. Replay kills everything, and they will still replay everything. They're gonna have it's 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 brutal. It's absolutely brutal. It's 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 not gonna make it. I at first I was hoping it's like well maybe this could make things better, but I was like nah. They're still gonna replay. So it's like oh man, his his looks like it was like a nanometer like just crossed the blue line. No goal. You know what I mean? It, it's still gonna happen, and it's just that's just the era of sports we we live in with replay. So so I fucking hate those. Yeah. Technology. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, did you eat a gummy? <laughs> oh, you're the best, buddy. I was gonna, I was gonna say. That just, go, go ahead, keep going. Man. <laughs> that just kind of hit me out of nowhere. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I get it. I the the replay it takes too long in the NHL it's you know four five six seven minutes sometimes and, it's just kind of ridiculous and then you find out that you know it might be you know a hair's length offside so they're gonna go with it or so, uh, I I don't like how the Bruins always seem to lose goals due to replay but um, so, I do like the fact that they seem to try to take care of this one a little bit uh, as far as other replays I I can't speak to those right now but I think that's gonna yeah. help out. And you can remember in those like oh, those early games last year with Colorado, like that shit really hurt us a lot with those offsides. So I I, I hate this rule. I I can't when I when I when I was reading about it, I was like, well, this is instead of trying to slow the game down, why don't we just let it go? I, if it looks good, it's it's good. I mean, I know you have to have some sort of rules, but you know, and this is my thing with the replay going because we kind of went in this direction now and I'm all about it because I replay is the death of all sports here. Um, My thing is once you're in the zone and you have possession and it's like you're in there for over 15 seconds. I mean, if you want to put time on it, 15 seconds, perfect. If you have sustained pressure for 15 seconds, that offsides that you're going to call, call back now has nothing to do with the play. If you set up, there's nothing to do with the play. It should not be, um, should not have, it should not be taken back. And if you go under the, uh, Hold the tablet. I love the term "under the hood," but it's more of an NFL thing. If you hold it, if you hold the tablet there, or call Toronto, and they can't figure it out in twenty seconds, that hey, look, yeah, blatant offsides or blatant no goal, whatever's on the ice stands. Let the refs be held accountable for either a call, a good call, or a bad call. Because right now, the refs are more likely to make a bad call, snap like that, than to um, actually take the time and assess what they're doing before. Because they're going to get bailed out. They know they're going to get bailed out. So basically saying, screw it, I'm going to do what I want to do. And if it's wrong, guess what? They'll uh, they'll change it for me. And that's that's not the way to play sports. You know, it's 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 all about accountability and doing things the right way. And it's just, I think that replay is killing sports and 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 then this this and then on top of this, this this rule slowing the game down and you know hockey is one of the faster games played um and you should be trying to the players are faster than they've ever been uh stronger than they've ever been and you should be trying to kind of 
mend those into the gameplay instead of trying to slow it down, take take it out of people's hands. My opinion. No, honestly, I agree, Jimmy. Like, if you if it if it if it's if it's so close that you can't tell it in real time as a ref right there, then it, it's too close to call. And replay, you'll see everything. If it's if if the ref on the ice is if it's too close and he can't tell if it's offsides or not, then it's not offsides. He didn't blow the play dead. Let play continue. Is what it is. And honestly, if if, if it's what it is. Yeah, I was, and and as and as a gambler, if a gambler is the one saying just let him play, then you should let him play. I mean, they're the ones who actually have a stake in this thing. <laughs> I mean, no, Jimmy, I I understand your point. I don't think this rule is really about the uh, replay in the no, sport, no, it's though. Not, no, it's no. it's really about helping the game go a little bit quicker, as opposed to spending an extra two minutes see, trying to figure out if the guy's skate was touching the ice or not. You know, it's just, you just, you look, his skate's behind the line. He's got a, even a little part of it behind the line. Great. Go on. Oh, it's close. All right. We'll take another uh, look. But for the most part, it should be fairly obvious. See, I, I, I think it slows the game down because you're going to get a lot more offsides calls and it's going to stop. It's going to be a lot more stagnant. You're not going to get the just, seven, There's yeah. like 80 offsides calls every Bruins game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are they going to be more often? That, and I'm still that, in bed that, by 10 that, o'clock. That comes with coaching. They have no coaching there. That's besides the point, though. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. But <laughs> just one coach of the year. <laughs> Great! They had to pump up his tires because he choked in the second round again. Um, you didn't pump up his tires; you slashed him and put him up on blocks. Yeah, me. I wouldn't have voted. <laughs> I I wouldn't have given him coach of the year though. He's he's sitting up on fucking coke bottles right now with you. Good. Come on, it's the, they haven't they're in preseason. You're already killing them. Yeah. Don Sweeney will go after. Oh no, I, Don Sweeney. I I I'm yeah. I'll, I'll you know, Bruce Cassie. I'm not there yet. Oh, there's a three-headed monster. I love headed Jimmy's mo- takes though. There's I can't a, wait to incorporate that somewhere. There's a three-headed monster. I'm going after. I'm going after three people. <laughs> Always controversial here, aren't we? <laughs> oh, I'm not afraid to go into the chamber. All right, injuries that cleaned up from last year. Marshawn had a sports hernia, had surgery. He's already back on the ice. He's skating. He took off his uh, red no contact jersey after one day. Uh, Pasternak had uh, right hip arthroscopy and labrum repair on, in September. In five months, he's coming back in another month, it looks like. Um, I don't know if he's going to be back in that time. I haven't had any updates on him. And McAvoy, no, Jimmy. McAvoy didn't just have surgery. He's good. He's been on the ice for a while now. <laughs> his, he's been doing fine, I'm his, sure. His was, oh, his was no. much smaller. I know you're sad. You almost you served me a take. Them, you almost served what? me a take on a plate when I was reading these notes yesterday. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. McAvoy's injured? Oh, please feed me. I'm hungry. <laughs> All right. Uh, the draft, Bruins drafted. I don't think anybody was impressed with them. Um, yeah. They and I'm probably going to butcher these names. Mason, Loray, Lori, yep. someone. Lorai. I think Lorai, thank yeah. you. Mason, Lorai, 58th overall. Trevor Kuntar, 87th overall. I, I got this one. Mason Langenbrunner, noticing a name thing again. I don't know if it's just like, oh, let's pick a name this year, like you open the baby book. And Riley Duran, 182nd overall. None of these guys impressed me, really. Uh, everything I read at the Draft, at the time of the draft, was saying uh, Larey was a uh, a stretch at best. Justin, why don't you start us off on the draft? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's your typical Bruins draft, right? They're notorious for picking guys whom you know their scouts have deemed, uh, you know, they they see something there. Um, and NHL Central Scouting usually protects them, if not a round or two later, at least a few picks later. 
Um, so overall, but you see what they were trying to do there. They were trying to um, address size for sure. I mean, Mason Lurai, um, he's six foot four, I believe, left shot defender. Um, so far, I know he's having a good, uh, good, I think, college season so far. He's actually doing really well, so he looks pretty promising. Uh, but long and short of it is, is all these guys, young kids, later rounds, you don't know if they're going to be anything. Um, and at the very least, we won't know anything about them, especially at the pro level, for quite some time now. So they did nothing really to address their needs now. But you can see what they were going for, size and big bodies. So, And again, um, they picked a defenseman first overall, which I was – Assuming it would be a winger, but I guess not. So they address the defense again. Um, and also, interesting news, it's the first time in Bruins draft history where they picked all American skaters. Um, that's never happened before. So I don't know if Don Sweeney knows that you can have skaters from Canada and from Europe. I don't know if he knows that, that those players do exist. But either way, he went with an all-American draft this year. So we'll see. Right. I did mention that there is some good hockey around here, and maybe Don Sweeney does fall in love with the American-made hockey guys a little bit too much. Um, you know, Mason, Mason Lang, Lang Bruno, his uh, father, Jamie, of course, 18 seasons in the NHL. I remember him as being a big guy, rough and tough, you know, had a little score in touch. Jimmy, draft? Did you uh, lose any money on it? No, I, I don't really, I don't know my bet on the NHL draft. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I should hope not. Um, I'm just – want to I guess bring the major point um is you know you made a horrible pick in the first round when they don't even have a graphic for the player you're picking they're like (laughs) I mean I mean they're like all right and the Bruins pick blah 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 okay and next we're gonna talk about I mean I I, I remember what I remember watching that I'm just like Oh God! What a bad pick! I I knew nothing about the player, but I'm just like, oh, that's a bad pick. I that that was the first thing. Although his junior team, he plays for the Green Bay Gamblers. All about it. Nice. <laughs> I mean, look what, at look what, at what's the line on their next game? Oh, I don't know if they're even playing right now, but he had he had <laughs> he had he had seven goals last year in 14 games. Nice. Oh, I mean, another guy who can really be durable because they the year before he had 48, so he only played 14 games last year. Look at that. Nice. Your top two defensemen are about to be able, be able to not play together. Tyler, your turn to pile on. You know, it's good to have the uh, defensemen in there because, you know, we've recently and, – and also the size, as Justin mentioned, because we've recently lost Char, who's a big man. So that factor going in there, it's good to have more young players. They, I bet the Bruins believe in the coaching staff to improve many of the young players on the team. So as Justin said, we we won't know what will happen if they'll ever be on the pro level, but we'll have to see what happens. But they just put a lot of faith in that coaching staff sure. to improve those players. And scouting staff too, Jesus. Yeah, Don Sweeney, you know, did run development at one point, so player development, so I'm pretty sure that he feels like he built a good system underneath him if, you know, if he had any part in that, and I'm sure he did. But uh, I just don't – I don't know. I feel like yeah. – we're going to be hearing about this draft like we heard about the 2015 draft. Although those guys are finally all going to make the NHL, at least for a game this year, it looks like. Justin, who do you think had the best overall draft? Uh, for this year's draft, you mean? So, yeah. Uh, honestly, Dave, so I think um, – well, I know the Ottawa Senators. I mean, I, I know they're like a trash organization. But let me tell you, they had some crazy draft picks in this, in this year. Uh, I think the Canadians as well. 
Um, also picked some, uh, some had some really good picks in there. I'm, I think the Rangers as well did. Um, a few teams like made out like bandits. Uh, same thing with Anaheim. The GM over there in Anaheim, um, I forget his name, but he also, um, he can really assess his talent. He picked some good players. Um, I think so. Like I mentioned earlier, some of them were on the uh, USA team. So a few teams this year made out really well with their picks. Yeah, Ottawa had what, like three or four picks? So, like something that. like that. They had, they had, yeah. uh, and then yeah. that that yeah. kid who was in the game last night is it Stutzel? Stutzel, yeah, that's one yeah. of them. Tim yeah, Stutzel, German, uh, he, I think. Yeah, he apparently had a good uh, junior. So, Tyler, did you follow the draft enough to make a, a, a guess on who you thought had the best draft? I know. Yeah, I, really. I believe the Ducks and the Rangers are the only good teams that really got some good picks out of there, as we saw from some of the World Junior. Some of the world junior players on the USA team, they picked some really good people. The Rangers, they have Alexis Lafreniere there, so we can definitely see what he will do in the future. I think he'll actually play like Jack Hughes did in uh, the Devils. I think that kid will do some good shit there in the Rangers. Jimmy, a.k.a. Faktuka. Yeah, that's me. That's me today. Um, so, so uh, I... I, I said earlier, juniors and college hockey is probably not my strongest. Uh, so picking actual talent, who's the winner, is probably not uh, my strong suit. But I'm going to steal someone else's take, and that is that the Canadians really tooled up in the draft this year. Um, and that's from NHL Network. I was watching some highlights of them about talking about the draft. All they can do is rave about how the Canadians are rebuilding and they're looking really good on the draft. So yeah. I'm just going to, you know, just kind of parrot that. And then, yeah, sounds good. Um, that's, that's on me for not really following the draft, I guess. <laughs> So my bad yeah. guys. I, I put the, I was putting this together and I was like, I really don't follow these guys, but I'm just gonna throw that question out there. Justin, you seem pretty well informed on on it. So you guys were watching the game last night too, so you guys had a little more insight on those guys coming in. So I figured I'd sneak that one in on you. Moving on to free agency. Boston sucked, in my opinion, of free agency. Yeah, don't even get me started. Uh, yeah, although the more I'm reading about Craig Smith, who we signed, uh at six one, two hundred and eight pound forward, three years, three point one million. You know, the more I'm reading about him at camp, he they called him crazy legs in Nashville. Like apparently he just likes to drive towards the drive up the ice, uh, wants to shoot. You know, he's got a pretty decent shot. He's got 162 goals and uh, 661 career games, 330 points, and he's a plus 67. Sounds like Bruins kind of guy. I don't know if it's prototypical. Yes, but yes. it's a pu- two-way guy. Yes, two-way guy. But, but we got somebody who can shoot to go along with Coyle's possession on that third line. Oh, uh, we'll see about that. No, no, given no, no, no. Boston one of the, allegedly one of the best third lines in the NHL, according to um, what I was reading on the Athletic earlier today, I'll get the guy's name in a minute. Jimmy, you'd seem to want to start us off on this one. Yeah. So Craig Smith. So I actually like watching a lot of Nashville Predators hockey. I don't. I don't know why. It's just something I love. I love doing. So this guy is. Um, he reminds me a lot of Kasha. He likes to shoot center torso. I don't know how the hell he scored 21 goals. I'm not going to lie. He is a high hits the high glass behind the goal or hits center uh, logo on goalies. It, he is infuriating to watch. I don't know how the hell he puts the puck in the net. He reminds me a lot of Riley Smith. Um, the second year Riley Smith. Not first. First year when he was really good. <laughs> second year Riley Smith where it was like, man, where, like you have all this talent in the world, but you just can't finish. And um, so, yeah, he's the prototypical Bruins guy. Like, Bruins love guys who can get to the front of the net one-on-one with the goalie and then either miss the net or hit the guy in the middle of the chest. So, yeah, prototypical Bruins guy. Perfect. 
Uh, I got that out of Fluto Shinzawa on the Athletic, by yeah, the way. Fl- I just Fl- forgot Fluto's which good. article I was reading. I should have known it was Fluto, but yeah. I didn't want to say somebody else. Tyler, what do you think of the additions in uh, free agency? So for Craig Smith, I don't see anything special in this guy. Uh, I felt this. I felt differently about Richie and Kasha, and they didn't do anything special in the last year. But and now I feel that sign kind of way towards Craig Smith, and I hope he proves me wrong because I've been proven wrong a lot of times. Justin. Oh uh, well, with, I mean, listen. All I can say is we'll see, guys. I mean, I, I'm fine with Craig Smith, two way guy. Uh, Jimmy, to go on your point, the reason why he scores as many goals as he has is because that dude will shoot the puck anywhere on the ice even if it's a bad angle shot he'll still take the shot okay so that's why he you know that's why he scores that doesn't mean they're quality shots it just means if he puts a lot of pucks on net he's bound to get a few in right um so he's fine he's a middle six guy um from what i've been uh, reading on reports from him at um you know training camp thus far is he's got wheels which is great and that'll be good, good alongside coil because coil's a fast uh kind of like you know power forward type guy Although I am still exceptionally confused as to why he's not with Krejci. I feel like he'd be a much better fit with Krejci. Um, You'll see that at some time this year, I'm sure. You know, I'm hoping yeah, Especially so. we're, we're starting without Pasternak. No, exactly. So I'm hoping, but I, and we don't know what Kasha is. I, I'm still pretty down on Kasha right now. I think he's just, he can skate around and he can, you know, maybe take a shot or two. But other than that, I was not really overly impressed with him. So we'll see. I think he would be better on the second line. Um, I'm also confused as to why they still want Nick Ritchie playing with Coyle, because that dude cannot skate at all. And if he's not, like, you know, just being a uh, doofus around the ice, he's, like, puffing and puffing trying to catch up with Coyle. So I'm confused as all get out as to why he is still in the lineup. And if he is, why is he not on your fourth line? But either way, we'll see. It's it's that fourth line. Sorry, Justin. It's because that fourth line with Wagner, Nordstrom. Nordstrom's gone. Uh, Corrali? Nordstrom's, gone. Nordstrom's gone, bud. Yeah, they brought Nordstrom's in Greg gone. McKay. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. about hold, that. Hold on. So, going back to Nick Ritchie, okay? That's that's my boy here, okay? So, oh, my God. Um, so, Put him up in Bergeron. So, so, I think with Ritchie, okay, he gets a really bad rep because of his brother, okay? His brother was awful, okay? Awful. I put, you know, so... Brett Ritchie was never a prospect. Never a prospect. This guy should not have been in the NHL at all. Nick, a legitimate, a legitimate prospect coming out of the draft. He was actually supposed to be a top six. He was supposed to take over for Ryan Getzloff is what they thought of him in Edmund, or uh, excuse me, Anaheim. It didn't pan out. That could also be the system. I'm okay giving him minutes on the third line because if you end up getting three cores of Ryan Getzloff, he's the best forward on your team, okay? So... Let's let's or maybe not. No, Pashnak's pretty good, but he's the second best. He's the second best forward on the team. All right. Good, good quick walk back on that one, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> se- se- second. He's the second best uh, forward on your team. Um, so is he? Is he actually good? He's young. Okay, we don't really know. Has he looked good? No, but he came in halfway through the season on a COVID shortened year where Tampa Bay won the freaking cup. Okay, let's let asterisk as hell. Okay, um, so you're just gonna mad because you know the Bucks are gonna win it. The Bucks. The Bucks are gonna win the Super Bowl. No, there's no shot. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm also with that one. They, they they lose in the first round. Yep. Yeah, to Washington. To Washington. Yeah. Um. There's there's something about Nick Ritchie and uh, Kasha that I I don't really love, and it's that it seems to be that conditioning. Neither one of them seem like they were in very good shape. I don't know if that was a system thing out in Anaheim. It could have been a COVID oh. thing though, too, because I haven't really read too much about either one of them in camp so far. I don't know if I'm just if I just missed something or I just glazed over it, not paying attention. But you know, if they come in in better shape, 
Great, let's give him another look. Don't come in, you know, with a double chin like you came over from Anaheim there, Richie. You know, you and your brother, between the two of you, you had more rules than a bakery truck up there. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Bagel, sponsored by well, the no, segment. It, it were, it's, it's definitely probably a product of the fact that, like, Anaheim's not that good right now. And so, you know, they probably there wasn't probably any high expectations there. But then you go to a team like the Bruins where there is high expectations and they are potentially contenders. And um, they have great leadership like Bergeron and Char. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, you. Oh, do, oh, do you want to start this? Yeah. Too oh, soon. Do you want to start this? Oh, I'm still fired up about this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of the Ducks, bring back that old logo. Make that official. The one, not my, the other one. The one in my closet. The one I was rocking. Yeah. For the for the for the, uh, for the show meeting That's the other day. The retro jerseys. That should have been part of the retro jerseys. Actually, oh, have man. you guys seen that Rolls reverse retro jerseys for the uh, for the uh, all the teams? Yeah, I don't love them. No, I I like a couple of them. I love the Boston Bruins one. I hate the, uh, the most. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I gotta see it now. I, I don't think I saw this thing. I just wanted I, to I, I, yeah. the first I just... uh, the the first outdoor game in Fenway there, the Winter Classic in Fenway. Oh, I those are great. Those oh, those are great. Oh, those are with with the cartoon. Those, I, like, I like those. Ones. Uh, that's what those. That's what these so, jerseys for the Bruins remind so, me. I'm sorry, that's so, my opinion. So I'm sticking no, to it. So no joke. I was uh, about two weeks ago. I was looking for a Marco Sturm jersey, and that one kept coming up. I was like, "Yeah, I really want this one so bad." <laughs> I want to tell you about one jersey I hate. It's those Dallas Star jerseys. Those are those can blind somebody for real. Those are so bad. It's why Jimmy Shea is now wearing sunglasses. They're so bad. Oh yeah, I can, so I can see them in your sunglasses, Jimmy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, 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 gotta, I gotta pause. <laughs> All right, so back to free agency. The Bruins, to my notes, and they could be wrong, they probably are, only brought in three players. Greg McKegg, I yeah. mentioned, who is just a fourth line, maybe really like a 10th forward kind of guy, it seems like. And Callum Booth, uh, another goaltender, because one of the things that you're going to need this year is a taxi squad. So you're going to need the extra goaltender, whether you have somebody, uh, and you're going to need guys who are going to be sitting on the bench for a while, like Paul Carey and... Oh crap, Kemp, Kemper, Stephen <laughs> Kemper. Uh, so those are probably going to be three-year taxi squad guys, and that's why they brought him in because you don't know what you have down in the AHL really right now. But I really wouldn't mind taking a look at Swayman. And then you know you lost a couple of guys. No one really big. You know Nordstrom. Yeah, he was a fourth-line guy. You let Nick Ritchie's little brother go, or is he the older brother? I don't He's know. older. I don't know. Older. I don't know. He he was you know. Not that great for us, you know. And then, of course, you'd lost Tory Krug and the captain. We just lost the captain this week. Um, your defense is very suspect right now, if you ask me. Question marks what, all around. Was there a good signing? You, you signed some of your other players, too. You, you're you know, younger guys. Unfortunately, you re-signed Kevin Miller. And I only say unfortunately because you signed him for more than what Charit got down in Washington. And the guy hasn't skated in like 18 months or so. Uh, you re-signed Jake DeBrus for two years, $7.35 million. Matt Grizzlick, who it seems like he's probably going to be your replacement for Krug, four years at uh, for $14.75 million. Carson Kuhlman, Jimmy, I'm sure you love that one. Two years, $1.45. Zach yeah. Sinishin, uh, he's a one-year, two-way contract. And Jacob Zaboral, <laughs> two years. Boss. <laughs> 
uh, 1.45 million, so 725 average. Uh, you know, again, they, I don't think they did anything. I think they had a terrible off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's obviously a year where you're going with the younger kids, and you've based, you've said you're going with the younger kids. Did I just steal your take there, Faktuka? No, I I really I really hate the take actually of the going with the younger kids because they're not going with the younger kids. Okay, people keep saying this, and this is what's driving me effing insane okay if you want to go with the younger kids then you sign Tori Krug and you get rid of bum ass Krejci but instead we're going to keep Krejci and, and get and, 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 oh I, I mean it's, it's, wow. dri- it's driving well, that me that was an assault on democracy it's, it's driving me insane okay I mean you know what this reminds me of of 2015 um, when we got rid of Hamilton Lucic all this stuff and you just start getting rid of players and that's fine you want to rebuild fine let's rebuild but if you're going to break it down break it all the way down uh, Krejci for a fourth round pick, bye. Tuka for a second, get, get out of here. You know, Bergeron, bye. And the organization, uh, you know, needed to make uh, a decision on this. We felt it was appropriate. So I'm not even going to belabor the point. I think I'm just going to uh, to ask Marcy to come up and, uh, and accept the captaincy. Congratulations. Thank you. Really looking forward to taking this next step, but... Um... You know, I think we all know who the real captain is, and <laughs> we, uh, you guys get, get out of here. I'm done with him, too. I'm, t- I'm tired of him getting that mysterious groin injury when he decides to choke in the playoffs every year, okay? So now now, now, now with, with, uh, with uh, Chara gone, I'm putting two players on watch, okay? Charlie McAvoy. You know what? I don't care. You don't have to play 82. Play your number. Play 73 games this year, or you're out. Uh, Bergeron, it's time for you to actually They're put not up. playing 73 games this year. Okay, I'm. They're playing 56. That's yeah, the 56, schedule. Right? Yeah. Well, play 73 then. Make it, season. make it, make it to the cup. Okay, no, right. no. <laughs> All right, Tyler. Now, Tyler, same question to you. What did you really think of the off season? Uh, now that Jimmy has used choke and groin in the same sentence. Did I really? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Oh my god. Take one for the team. Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize I did that. My bad. <laughs> I just wish the Bruins signed one big player. Since we lost two of, of some of our big defensemen. I, I wish Tory Krug was on the team, man. That that hurts me. Him going to the blues of all teams. There, yeah. There's no one like Tory Krug in the in the NHL. I'll tell you that right now. No. I mean he he's a he's a horrible defenseman. Horrible defenseman. But He's a Swiss Army knife on that power play, and this power play is going to be bottom third of the league this year without without Tory Krug. Yeah, so, I don't see Pasternak doing anything special on that power play. I, I, I don't see uh, Grizzig putting up fifty points a season, yeah. but I, I don't see it dropping off quite that much. I don't see him putting up thirty points. You don't see Grizzig putting up thirty. I don't see him putting up thirty on the power play, but I True. think he could. Use, I think he could put up thirty points if he's going to be. What second pair with Carlo? I think they were talking about him in the paper. Yeah, that's how. That's how if he does, the put him on the, the line with McAvoy. The newspaper. You guys get the newspaper today. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, to... well, I mean, it's similar, right? I mean, Grizz, if, if you're going to compare him to anybody in our team over the years, you know, it's it's probably Tory Krug. Um, so the the element of what he brings for Brandon hasn't changed a ton in terms of you know it helps Brandon transition pucks. Brandon's a bigger body that, you know, has grown into more of a shutdown guy that can take care of the front of the net. He gets a little more physical every year, complements that type of player. So we don't think there should be much of a drop off there uh, in terms of the, how the pair functions. Yeah, the Sorry, old, guys. The old, the old to- Williamsburg Times down here. 
Yeah, totally off track. Justin, tell me. Uh, oh my god, I'm dumb. <laughs> Struggling over here tonight, Dave. <laughs> I am. I am. I, I didn't take my medicine. I haven't had enough medicine yet. Past your bedtime. Hey boys, it's the first uh, show in like months. It happens. Uh, I asked about rumors earlier. We always hear rumors about they're gonna be the Bruins are going after this guy in free agency and that guy in free agency. We heard a little bit about Oliver Ekman Lawson. Uh, you wrote an article. What was it on Medium.com? Yep. Earlier this offseason, you just put another one out today, which I have yet to get through. But what do you think was the the worst non-move by Boston in the offseason? Oh, God. I mean, honestly, Dave, that's a really hard one. I'd say probably the biggest is just two things. Um, not, not Krug related. Yeah, no, no not Krug or, uh, or Char related for that matter. I mean, this all stems back to what are the, what, what are the Bruins doing? Do they, do they want to rebuild and prepare this team for the future? Or are they trying to do win now? Personally, they shouldn't be in win now mode because their core is too old. They need to move forward. They're just but, trying to walk the tightrope right now. That's exactly. And so, like, and and the thing is, is if you're trying to at least still be a contender, then they need to do more what they did. So their left side depleted. Um, there was a couple of free agent uh, defensemen out there. I mean, not not Alex Petrangelo because I was not hot on him. Them signing him. That's a big contract for too long for too old a player. Um, but like Taylor Hall, for example, and I know he, he has his up and downs in the locker room, but one year, eight mil, you get a franchise left winger, a guy who you know can provide secondary scoring for you that you desperately need. Um, he goes with the Buffalo Sabres. It, Nate Schmidt was another guy, left shot defenseman, big guy from Vegas. He, uh, I forget where he went. I think he went to uh, the Canucks. I, I, know, I forget where he went to. But that's another guy. Um, this other guy who was on the Blackhawks, Gustafson. Left shot defenseman. I just saw all oh, you see all these needs: secondary scoring, size and skill on your left side of your defense. They did nothing to address either of those. They signed Craig Smith, and again, that's not enough. I, I don't know what their plan is, but if you're trying to be a contender or at least be competitive, youth movement on the back end, great. But with youth movement comes a lot of mistakes, a lot of errors, and we're gonna be a sieve this year. Uh, yeah, you you know it's it's gonna be different without him out there for sure. You know, I, I that's what I when I was texting with him, I told him you know I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna miss him out there because like I think we've talked before that he's such a big part of the penalty kill and he reads the play so well and he sticks always in the right spot and you know even for the entries when the other team try to enter the zone he sticks so long that he creates so many offsides for them. So um, it's gonna be different, but I think the guys we have you know. They've played some games already, so it's not like they're just jumping into the uh, unknown here. And, yeah, again, secondary scoring, I don't know what Smith will bring. I don't know if Kasha would develop and maybe bring a little bit more than he did last season. But to me, the needs were, again, not addressed. And that was two big things, not not signing a left-shot defenseman to at least help transition your decor and not getting a secondary score, even if it's for one year, like a guy like Taylor Hall. You go out and get that guy if, you want, if you're in win-now mode. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't like Taylor Hall. I just feel like they're walking the tightrope right now. Um, Tyler, worst non, non-move in the offseason? Yeah, probably not picking up Taylor Hall. I got to agree. Um, he could have been a good player for our team despite his locker room problems. I don't think that would be a big issue in Boston. Was he still in Kessel's Hot Dogs? <laughs> I'd, still Absolutely. I'd still Kessel's Hot Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to... I, I don't know about you, Jimmy. I'll, I'll come to you in a second. I 
I was surprised that I didn't really hear anything about was it when uh was it Anderson who went from Columbus to Montreal? Josh yep, Josh you know Anderson. Josh Anderson. I I think he would have been a good fit for the Bruins. Left winger, right winger, I don't know off the top of my head. I'm really not that smart, but I I really liked what I saw from him when any time that he's played against the Bruins. I feel like he would have been a big body who likes to shoot. I think that would probably have been not really being in on that. Uh, from my standpoint, I didn't read too much about it until it had happened. You know, I don't think they really they gave up what Max Domi for him. They did. Uh, it is yeah, questionable too because of that shoulder injury he had. But I mean, still, he's a guy who, if he's healthy, he has a big upside. But most most importantly, he's young and he's a power forward, which the Bruins historically love and and COVID those type of players. And sure enough, they let the division. Rival Canadians take them. Not, oh, di- yeah. not division rival. Just saying. <laughs> no, well, they're no longer in the division, so that's cool. They <laughs> don't. They're not rivals. Jimmy, where's uh, non-move? Um, so I just want to hit real quick on something Justin said. Um, that you don't think the Bruins are contenders. Um, with the moves they made, this team won the President's Trophy last year. So even for me, I love being negative. I always have to say that. It, you know, when you have the best record in the NHL, you are technically a contender, technically. Um, so, yeah, yeah, quotes, technically a contender. Um, not with that goalie, but, I mean, technically. Um, but I think the worst move, you guys keep talking about acquisitions they should have made or trades they should have made. If we're going to rebuild, like, which looks like we're doing, if it's really the youth movement, it's not getting rid of Krejci, okay? This guy had the best year he's had in, like, four or five years, and then the playoffs, he looked like 2011 David Krejci out there his value is not going to get any better, okay? And I'm really tired of people saying, you know, about, oh, you know what, we're going to get a, a winger to go play with Krejci this this year. He's like 37 years old, okay? He, 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 okay? It, 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 it's, 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 it's like just trying to feed a dead horse here. It's like, here, let's give this dead horse an apple, okay? He, he just can't play anymore. Go, send him out to the desert. Go put him in, in – uh, in, uh, Arizona. Let him go play out there like they did with Datsuk out of uh, – the Red Wings, let him go, let him go, it's fine, and put Ch- put Chucky McAvoy up there on the second line, and it's time to go for with the younger movement. If you want to go older, and um, and get rid of the and you know go all in, then there are signings you could have made on your own roster to make it that way as well. But we're not going over those, so I'm gonna say trading Krejci is a move that they should have done. They be, they should have done it years ago. I said every offseason, why is this guy still here? Because this guy's a bum's bum. Fully agree, Jimmy. Fully agree. And honestly, I looked at his numbers in the postseason too. They've been fine, but they they're not what we know and love about well, David Krejci back in the day. Well, he could really put up points in the playoffs. Last year was he, as close as he's been in probably about eight years, seven eight years. Like since that well, since that Washington series, he looked good. So if you're gonna trade him, he had a great regular season, and then and even and then and then he had a. A three, uh, a two month rest in the middle of the season for someone like him who's always banged up and is a slower player. He's always been a slower player. He's never been a fast guy. He's always about taking his time and finding the right pass. It's perfect for him. People didn't have their legs, and he was able to excel. You're never gonna get higher value for this guy. This guy is gonna be a bottom nine, a bottom six forward. He won't play bottom six, but he his numbers will be bottom six on this team. Charlie, uh, Chucky uh, Coyle is gonna have better numbers than he is. And he's probably the heir apparent to the the second line center too. Right. So it's so, so it's so it's so, so it's probably time. a good thing. So if, if you're gonna start if you're gonna start weeding out the old guys, then it's time to do all the old guys and not just half the old guys. Because no, you can't you, know, you you can't go all the old guys at once. You'll you'll end up looking like fucking Ottawa. 
I'd rather, it, be, I'd rather be Ottawa look how they draft. Be, I wouldn't even be interested in the Bruins if it, we look like Ottawa for crying out loud. You know, Ottawa's been crap for since they beat the Bruins in the playoffs, and they weren't even a great team back then. They're better than us. They, they were. We went through like twenty-one defensemen. Yeah, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler, who do you think had the best off season? Uh, probably, probably the Capitals getting Chara. So I think with Chara with, on that defensive line, they can do some things. I think Chara can give some good advice to guys like uh, what's his name, Smith? I forget his name. He was a guy in the San Jose Sharks. Carlson? Dylan. Dylan, yeah. Guys Smith, like him can get good advice. Sure. Same amount of letters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but I think, I, think, I think the Capitals had the best offseason. Just because of Chara? Yeah. Who knows what they, that we could do? they could do with Ovechkin and Chara out there. I don't think, Char- Charleston too. I, I don't think Chara's playing for them. I think he's going to be a, I think he's gonna be the 7th Honestly, yeah, really, he's, he's, nah, still, he's still not that. even guaranteed a spot. Boston yeah. was offering Chara, you know, they, that seventh or eighth defenseman role. Not, and when he was out there, he was gonna maybe do some penalty kill, but he wasn't really gonna have many minutes. He was gonna go down to like Sean Thornton minutes. Yeah, he, he I mean, I don't think he's playing. I don't think he's playing. I, I don't, he's gonna play a quarter of the games if you know when you rotate guys out or COVID, like with COVID, it's good to have a guy who's a, a depth defenseman. That's what he is. He's John Moore, is what he is. <laughs> I mean, come on, he's not that bad. He's not yeah. John Moore bad. Same, same, same money. Oh, show some respect oh, to the former on. captain. Hold on. Yeah, the guy's definitely ser- serviceable, and I think like he'll bring that leadership quality to the Capitals, which I think they need. Because I mean, Alex Ovechkin, for great for the players he is, he's kind of a choke artist himself. He should have way more cups than like you know. With, I agree. He should. He, he's been and so char that char leadership element. It's great. Um, and I think the Washington Capitals definitely benefit from that. Yeah, um, I think I think Ovechkin said, should have as much cups as Crosby. I, I for real. Do it. Yeah, no, he, he really should. But so he probably will. So you, so you, Ovechkin's a choker. You said. Yep, definitely a choke show. Uh, I think he Patrice, should have won against the Islanders. Yes, but Patrice Bergeron has more Stanley Cup losses than Alexander Ovechkin. And yeah, I, but he's also been to more Stanley Cups. Yeah, but but he's been to more Stanley Cups, which is a stat in its own. I, I guess, but I think that Bergeron probably has been a more uh, maybe not. Probably, probably. Right, hold on. I'm not done pushing back on Tyler on this one because the Washington yeah, Capitals. I, I, I'm looking I, at. I don't really, I'm looking I don't at really this. You got Dylan. You got Chara. Uh, you have a now out for the year. Um, Henrik Lundqvist was a big signing for them. You lost your goaltender Holpe. Uh, I don't know who else they added, but I'm looking at their roster, and yeah, I'll give you they have a a good defense if. Chara is one of your t- your best def- defensemen, but I, yeah, he's probably top four on this team. You get Kne- Kempney, uh, Orlov. They had decent seasons, I thought, last year. I like Dylan when he was in San Jose, and of course, there's John Carlson. We don't even need to talk about. And then they have a good forward group. Obviously, I don't see much change in that. Uh, I feel like there was other teams that had better. That's why I just questioned you about just because of the Chara signing. Um, I think Montreal, myself, I think they had the best offseason. Mm-hmm. I mentioned Josh yeah. Anderson earlier. They had a decent draft. Um, Justin, you were talking about earlier. Um, let me get the roster up. I caught myself with my pants down there. Nice. Well, you know I forgot too, Dave, is um, now that we're mentioning it, I, I, again, Canadians not only did excellent in the draft, I think, they have some young kids in Suzuki and this other kid who, um, who look like yeah, Jokin Yemen. Yeah, thanks, Tyler. And what also I've totally forgot they signed, uh, in addition to Josh Anderson, 
Tyler Toffoli from yes. the uh, Vancouver Canucks. He was another guy who they added, who again the Bruins were rumored to be in on. Um, so they loaded up with some big, heavier power forwards. Um, they signed Bo Meester, I believe, from the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, but Bo Meester big... sucks, though. Uh, he, listen, he's, a, he's not a point guy, but he's a big, de- heavy defenseman who can play he's, in your... He's know, the Chara signing for Montreal. That's what yeah. he is. He, he's the Didn't they get um, a guy called Edmondson, too, from St. Louis Blues? Yeah, Joe, Joe, oh, no, no, Joe Edmondson. Joe yeah. He, he's yeah, he's good. I like That's him. It. Yeah, I'll admit that Montreal's is pretty good. But I think Capitals is better with that leadership quality. That can be a big difference, a big small difference that can be impactful. I mean, I still think that uh, they still have the best goalie in the league when healthy. Carey Price. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. When, when, I, when healthy. So right there. And if you put an actual defense in front of them too, which they finally did. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. Ma- like Ma- Montreal might be a real force here. And I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think up. I have them coming out of the Canadian division, also known as the North. We are yep, the they North. definitely all up this offseason. So they, they made some good moves and credit to their GM. So they're, they're going to be a force this year. Justin, do, is that your, your pick? Was that yeah, Montreal? Yeah, or yeah Montreal, hands down. I think out of the, all the teams in the NHL made the moves that they needed to make, and they're effective moves. So yeah. they went all in pretty much this offseason. So, and they have a great prospect pool to go with it. So I, I hate and, it because they have was, a head coach too. <laughs> yeah. They have a head coach who I think, you know, Likes to win them too many, too many one nothing games, but they have a head coach too. Jimmy, who was your pick for best off season? La Habitan. Uh, come again? The Montreal Canadiens. Oh, okay. La I Hab- don't speak French. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't think any of our listeners do too. All three of them. <laughs> Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> Thanks, Dave's mom. Billy, Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with Boston Brent playing. Um, 56 games this year. The points are going to look really weird. I, I did some things. That was a 629 win percentage on 70 games last year. Uh, and to match that this year, they would need to get 35.2 points. Um, and I don't think that's really what they're going to get. I kind of feel like the Bruins are going to falter a bit, especially without Parstenach for the first part of the year, and God knows what other injuries are going to creep up anyway. Um, you know, Jimmy likes to mention uh, Bergeron's groin and how it always creeps up on him. Only playing 50 games, he might be good this year. Who knows? I think it could be a benefit to shorten season to him. It, but... it, could, be the, it could be a benefit to the Bruins this year, them being, you know, old as fuck. I believe they're probably one of the older teams in the league, even taking Chowder out. Um, I don't know that for a fact. I just feel like it's true. Uh, So, Jimmy, you want to make a bet? I just like winning. It's time to bet your ass. Catch me outside. Here on the Boston Bee Party.
Yeah, let's, all right. Um, so we're talking about division winners here. All right. Um, so we're a Boston podcast. So let's start with the easiest division of all of them. So let's start with the East. And so the favorite to win the East is Boston at plus two fifty. Um, which again, if nobody, if you're new to betting, you put a uh, hundred bucks down to win two fifty. Um, second is uh, the Flyers. Um, then Peng- then the Penguins, Capitals, Rangers, Islanders, Sabers, and then the Devils round it out. I think there's no shot Bruins win this division. Personally, I think it's going to either be the Capitals or the Flyers to win this division. Personally, even though it's a really easy division, Bruins will make the playoffs. I hate that, but they are going to make the playoffs. Um, so I, I, I'm I'm picking. Oh God, I guess I'm going to pick the Flyers to make to win that division. Flyers out of the East. No, I uh, I totally agree with Jimmy there. I think it's uh, definitely a toss up, but um, I think you're. And let's not count out the Islanders. They they can be a sneaky good team. Um, so, but I'm, I'm definitely probably have to go with, uh, flyers on this one. They're, they're building something good. They got some nice young talent there. So I, I'm honestly, I'm picking them. If they, uh, get on a roll like they did at, uh, towards the end of last season, uh, they'll definitely be probably the, the division winner with, uh, potentially Washington and maybe even Pittsburgh following them. So yeah, Bruins, uh, Bruins. yeah, four spot. Yeah. The problem is the other, the other, what, four teams in that division all kind of all just suck. So, well, I think the Bruins ended up with the most playoff teams that they're playing against. Yeah, but they they got to face the Devils, the Sabers, and the Rangers, who are god awful. So I mean, yeah, they got hey, the... don't don't just the don't just the Devils. Tyler loves the Devils. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tyler. Hey, listen, also listen. It's not like I know the Rangers like they're not great right now, but they they have a lot of young, skilled, fast, talented guys. As so does I, the I, Islanders. So this is going to be a tough division. It's gonna be it with no defense for us, as far as I'm concerned. Like you really only have two, like they like, really steady top four guys. I mean, and they're still young. Ugh. Ugh. Tyler, who's coming out of the East? Uh, I've got the Flyers. It's a little tough. I, I'm between the Flyers and the Capitals, but I think the Flyers will be able to pull out and win the East. Yeah, I'm in agreement with all these. Uh, this, oh my God, this is like, like we're all trying not to be homers too. We're all picking the same team out of the East right now, but I, I, I like the Flyers out. Of, I like the Flyers out of the East. Looking at that schedule, um, and, and looking at the rosters, they have goaltending, they have defense, and they have scoring. And to Tyler's point about Washington, they have leadership. Jimmy, let's head north. All right, we're going north, north of the border. All right. So this is actually my most intriguing uh, division out of all of them. So the favorite to win the division is Toronto at plus 120. You got Edmonton next at plus 400. Um, then Montreal at plus 450. Vancouver at 550. The Flames at 600. The Jets are at 1,000. And the Ottawa Senators, if somehow they pull it out, they are at plus 5,000. Uh, who wants to go first on this one? Wow. <laughs> That's a long <laughs> shot. That's crazy. Tyler, start us off in the north. I've got Calgary. Any reason why? It's a quick analysis, Tyler. Come on. <laughs> no, I, Calgary guys have the physical uh, play. They got Monaghan, Chuck. Those are like young players who are really improving. Even Johnny G out there. I think that's like a rowdy team that really wants to win it, especially with the uh, North not picking up. You got some teams in there that Calgary would love to beat, like Edmonton, Winnipeg, even Montreal. Man, that I, I think I got Calgary winning it. Justin, oh, I, I'm gonna go with um, gosh, I think this one's close, 
But um, it's either between uh, the Montreal Canadiens, um, who I think is the most likely candidate, um, or I, I don't want to sleep on Vancouver because uh, Vancouver, same thing, got a lot of young talent. Um, I know they they bounced St. Louis pretty easily in the playoffs last year. Um, I love Quinn Hughes, Elias Pettersson. You know, obviously, Colin McDavid's on Edmonton, but, like, you know, Edmonton's Edmonton. They've seemed like they've been a blech for the past few years, even with the best player on the earth right now. Um, but I, I, my bet's probably Montreal, uh, but it could be close with Vancouver as well. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I would say Montreal with Edmonton as my second pick. Um, Edmonton just never really seems to be able to make that hump sometimes, especially when it comes to when they actually make the playoffs. But uh, Montreal, we just talked about all the reasons why. They have the best offseason, and they got the coaching. They have the best goaltender in the league if he stays healthy. They have a really good defense if they can stay healthy, and they added up front, and they didn't really subtract too much from their roster. Max Domi, nice piece player, might have more potential down the road. But you know what? To get a Josh Anderson for a guy like Max Domi, why not? Jimmy? Why not? So I can't dis, uh, discount what Montreal did this offseason. They had the best offseason by far. But I think the best team that division was already the best team coming into the offseason. They didn't have to do that much. And that's when I agree with Justin. Um, and it's the Vancouver Canucks. I said last year going into the playoffs, they were a year away. Well, guess what? It's now next year. And they are going to hit the ground running. And I think they're going to be the best team in the NHL this year, honestly. With that young talent finally under their belt with some playoffs. We saw what they could do last year in the playoffs. I mean, they they didn't just beat Vancouver, uh, St. Louis. They just they blew them out of the water. And at points in that series, it looked like the uh, the '84 Russians against the U.S. I mean, in the first game, that St. Louis team because the St. Louis team they lost a couple of good players there. Like, uh, yeah, what are they? Are you making excuses for St. Louis? So no, no, no. So, so 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 <laughs> so they, the they thing did is, lose some players. Like, they, they, uh, did. they did. Two-time no. champ Pat Maroon. No, wait. Pat Maroon. Yeah, no, they 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 did, but I mean, my my thing with my my thing with that though is let's be let's be real, Justin. You sound confused. You should go to the backlog and listen up. I was was like, Pat kind of threw me for a loop on that one too. Pat Maroon kind of. I was like, oh, okay, Pat. Yeah, Pat Maroon. And Um, one other uh, big factor: Jordan Bennington proved that he was a bum. That play no, 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 no. Oh. Jordan Bennington is just Cam Ward. I mean, it's what it, it is. What it is. We got we lost to Cam Ward. It's whatever. No, watching Bennington in that series, though, I was like, how did we lose to that dude? Because our coach oh. doesn't know how to coach and do line changes. That's why. God. Um, yeah. Okay, Jimmy. Um, but right, yeah. Jimmy, just quick this year. I, I like your pick with uh, Vancouver. I just if Quinn Hughes has an off year this year, do you think that affects the rest of the team? Because he was a big part of that last yes. year. If he has that sophomore slump, let's call it. You know. He seemed to really energize that team a lot. Don't get me wrong. I like some of the other players on their team, but I'm just kind of curious. Do you guys believe in the sophomore slump? Are you factoring that in at all? I do believe they will play good, but I have more faith in guys like Bo Horvat and Bozier doing big, a bigger impact than the younger players. I think the younger players will still do a lot of shit, though. They will get shit done, but I think the older players will do better. Um. Yeah, so... I, I I was gonna pretty much just mirror what Tyler was saying. Um, I think that last year Quinn Hughes really came on strong. He was probably their best player last year. Actually, he was their best player last yeah. year. He um, won the Calder, right? Yes. Well, I mean, yep. I think that was wasn't that Cole McCarr? Oh wait. Oh, it was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I was gonna say. I, was, I, don't, I, was, I don't think. But um. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, man. 
Gotta watch more Canucks hockey. Come on, man. Um, no, I was just making sure Tyler was paying attention. Yeah, let me watch hockey that's 3,000 miles away and three hours behind me. Hey, it's, it's the division to the north now, okay? It's closer. Uh, <laughs> um, my, my thing is, though, he exploded on the scene last year. He's going to take a step back because now there's footage on him. It just happens every year. The guy explodes in the league, and then it, it just doesn't really hang on, and then he comes back and he makes the adjustments he needs to. Um, but I think the team around Hughes is good enough to make up for what you're going to lose in him. I think Horvat is just a fast player. Patterson I think is a phenom- is a is a very good depth scorer. I think that team really could make a run. Maybe maybe if so if he uses a down season, I'll take back the best team in the NHL um spot. But if he I mean if he has the same year, pencil him into the cup. Yeah, no, I mean we'll, we'll see. I mean, I definitely think there is there is some truth to the sophomore slump thing. Uh I don't see him maybe posting as many points um as he did last year. But um, as you guys know, I, I'm that guy who like is when it comes to defensemen, I'm I'm not like oh my god like they need to have like 50 or so points. Um, as long as he plays like you know the other parts of his game soundly, like he's shown he's capable of doing. Um, not to mention he's he's their number one. He's gonna be the, he's their future right there. Um, I, I still think he's gonna be a factor. He's gonna be a force. He may you may not see the same point totals as you did last year. Um, that's where the slump may insert itself. But for the most part, I, I think other than that, he's the talents there. Um, and with a shortened season and being a weird year, I think that will also be kind of like a benefit to the kid. Um, but either way, I think I think there's still going to be a force. I really do. So don't sleep on those guys. All right. And now uh, moving out west. All right. So the west, um, I think this is one of the easier divisions to pick, to be honest with you. But we have the favorite, um, Colorado Avalanche, plus uh, 165. Second is the uh, Golden Knights at 175. The uh uh, St. Louis Blues at 500, Minnesota Wild at 1300, uh, the Coyotes at 14, Ducks at 17, Sharks at 17, and then the Kings lowly at 2500. Justin, why don't you start us off this time? Oh, sure. Uh, thanks, guys. Um, so I think with this division, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just what I'm looking at right now. Um, I think you have like a lot of teams like Arizona. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. That Arizona Coyotes are the Arizona Coyotes. Um, Anaheim's rebuilding. Los Angeles is rebuilding. Um, same thing with Minnesota. They're kind of like in the mix of a rebuild. San Jose. Um, San Jose, I mean, they they could maybe be a factor in this whole thing because, um, you know, if see what happens if Eric Carlson's fully healthy. Um, the St. Louis Blues, I think they could still be a factor. Uh, but I definitely think this one's going to go to either Colorado or Vegas. And personally, I have Colorado winning this division. Uh, Vegas looks good. I mean, they just signed Petrangelo, so he's absolutely going to be a factor on the back end. Um, and they still have Max Pacioretty, you know, and all those guys. Sorry, I'm blanking on, I know I'm blanking on a few, a few guys up front. Um, so I think Vegas would be in the mix, but I have to agree with Jimmy. Colorado is going to be the one to favor in this one. Uh, they're stacked. And Cam McCarr, love Cam McCarr. Well, I'm going to go off the books here, guys. I'm going to pick the Seattle Kraken. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, wrong season. That's season three, not season two, Jimmy. Damn it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I just came back from the future, guys. Sorry about that. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, I think I, I agree. With, I agree with Justin here again. Uh, it's gonna be Colorado. Um, it's. I mean, the Vegas. The Vegas Knights have steadily taken step backs since they made the made the Cup run. Um, I think their players that had great years like Riley Smith are slowly coming back to what Riley Smith is. Flurry looks like Flurry. I, I don't know. It's just I'm not really sold in Vegas. St. Louis is old, um, and they keep losing parts, and I don't know if the goalie really can handle it. And then the rest of the teams 
uh, are all rebuilding pretty much. So I take it back when I said the Bruins had the easiest division. There's really only two teams in this actual division. <laughs> so um, It really only is, actually, looking at it. So uh, I didn't realize how bad the rest of these teams are when I made my said when I said my horseshit about how the Bruins are uh, <laughs> the, 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 has the easiest division because I think Colorado is going to get almost – there might be the Blackhawks of like 2013 where they don't lose in regulation for like three quarters of the year. They're gonna roll over. The, yeah, it's not. It's, division, yeah, I think it's so. Not gonna be close. So it's gonna be Colorado or nothing. Uh, it'll definitely be between uh Colorado and Vegas, of course. I'm gonna go with Vegas. I think that leadership will definitely come in handy with Petrangelo. When Justin mentioned Petrangelo, that was when I said I think Vegas will get this uh, win because I think Petrangelo has a lot of good uh Stanley Cup experience, especially with the 2019 uh when he had he was definitely a big factor in when the Blues beat the Bruins. So I have Vegas beating Colorado, but it'll be close. It'll be close, though. You know, I, I always forget about – I don't know how. Vegas should, like, excite me every time I, I think about hockey because I was really excited about that team in their inaugural year. But uh, I kind of forgot about them when I was thinking about this, and I think it was probably because of, I was thinking they were going to have some big issues on as with their goaltending. You know, they kept the flower, and they mm-hmm. kept liner. So – I don't know if Mark Andre Fleury has really forgiven them about, you know, kind of taking his job away and giving it to Robin Liner. But I, you know, and of course, Colorado. I mean, it just sounds like the sexy pick of the year. But uh, I, I think I'm going to go. Looking back at it, I think I am going to go with Vegas on this one. At addition of Petrangelo, decent goaltending. Uh, Petrangelo adds to good defense with Theodore and Holden and Mar- Alec Martinez. You know. Riley Smith is Riley Smith. You know, he's that was his good year and probably for Vegas and then he's gonna pop back down. I kinda would, I think Jimmy alluded to something like that. But Max Pacioretty, I've always liked Jonathan Marchessault. So they have William, you know, it's solid good Carlson. couple of lines. Mark great, Stone. Really William, good William defense. Carlson. Yeah, Mark Stone yeah, and then you got Mark Stone and Carlson, you know, William Carlson, you know, I just I think they they'll edge out Colorado not by much, but I think Vegas is going to come out. So the one thing about this division I'm actually looking forward to is actually um, not this season, but next season, like this next upcoming off season, because if they refuse to really put some pieces on the defensive side, like actual defensemen, um, and get an, a, a like a real goalie in there, I want to see if McKinnon wants out. That I you know I mean it's because right now I mean that team offensively is stacked and I think eventually um they're gonna have to move one of those young dynamic scores and I wouldn't be surprised if it's Landis Gog to be honest with you I think that even how good Landy is they're eventually gonna want to give McKinnon the C because I think he's the better overall player um and there's really no way you can ask for him to give up the C without you know getting rid of him so I think you can get rid of him and go get Alachara yeah, it's a PR move. But, but, I mean, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it works. People hey. are paying attention. Oh yeah, I mean, look at me, <sighs> tuned in, tuned in right here, watching the Bruins lose. Uh, <laughs> get, 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 get to get, get the get the old fourth seed now. Um, anyways, um, yeah, no, I, I I'm looking forward to see if McKinnon wants to go somewhere, and then he'll be rumored to the Bruins, and the Bruins will do absolutely nothing. He'll go to Montreal, or no, he'll probably go to Toronto because it's an it's an offensive player. Yeah, and we'll end up somehow yeah. picking up the contract of Dion Phaneuf. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be Sweeney's big that that ready? Mark it down. That's big Sweeney's 
Big, I don't big Sweden dog. Well, they're even still in the fucking league. That's his big splash. <laughs> no, he's no, no, no. He's gonna sign for like six million bucks. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna trade for Kovalchuk and then sign Yager back for six million bucks. That's a lot for Yager at ninety. Hey man, he's still he's still flying around that mall. He would want. He probably want Ilya Kovalchuk. All right, last division, Central Division. I saved this one for last because, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I I think I'm going with Tampa on this one, but I as a secondary one, I do like Carolina. Believe it or not, I think they've made a couple of strides over the last couple of years, and I think that they have an opportunity to make uh, battle for the division there. Um, I like Jacob Slavin as one of the young defensemen. The goaltending, all right, yeah, the not the best. I get it. Question mark. Um, and of course, my computer is freezing on me oh, as, no. I'm, as I'm trying to switch teams. Um, but since since I can't get my shit together, um, Tyler, why don't you start us off? I've got Detroit winning this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were, I, I thought you were serious there for a second. I was no, going to be like, I was like, I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> I, I, uh, I, actually, I do have Tampa Bay winning okay. this one. Uh, you know, with Carolina and Columbus, those are two, like, really good teams. Columbus is improving on getting those better players with Dubois. Now you got Max Domi there. And you have the experience. You have okay leadership with Feligno and uh, – uh, what's the other guy's name? Shit. That's it's not that's Williams. Not, I think he retired Seth, again. Seth Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's Seth Jones, yeah. A lot of good players there. If Columbus puts up a little bit more of good, some good players, they can definitely be there for a Stanley Cup. Um, in Carolina, they've got guys like Evgeny Svechnikov, um, Aho over there too, and decent goaltending. So we're going to have to see what happens. But i got Tampa Bay winning this. They don't look like they're slowing down anytime soon. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I have to go with, with Tampa Bay as well. I mean, they, they're still stacked. They have the best defenseman in the league. Um, they, they have, uh, you know, some of the best forward group in the entire league. Stamkos is coming back, and he'll most likely be healthy. It, it, like, if Vasilevsky, I, other than Carey Price, probably one of the best goaltenders in the entire league. Um, so you can't – you have to go with Tampa. The only reason why I would say they may not win that division is if they kind of did what they did last year was like, okay, we're not going to try to be the best team in the league. We're not trying to get, like, number one in the division. We're just going to kind of, like, play it out, do what we can, and then turn it up in the playoffs. Um, that's the only reason why I say they may not, like, you know, try to be that number one spot. But outside of that, they're definitely number one. They're the clear number one. Nashville, I kind of like. In Carolina, they're building something. But Carolina has no nastiness whatsoever. And I think that's going to be their biggest downfall. Like, what they're building, they don't have that big, heavy nastiness that you kind of have, It's which is nice, but you still need it in today's N- NHL. So, but other than that, Tampa all the way. So You don't think Jordan Stahl's nasty enough? Carolina is not really a very sexy pick like Tampa Bay. Um, and yes, I alluded to the goaltending beat. Meh. But if Morazic stays healthy, Reimer could back him up. Uh, I think Morazic has a better shot than Reimer. Reimer kind of sucks. But like I said, I do like Jacob Slavin. They got Brandon Skay, uh, Brady Sky. Skay. How do you say that one? Shay. Oh, like Jimmy? Yeah. Is he your cousin? He just spells cool. it wrong. Uh, He—he's he, me playing in the NHL. Actually. I live vicariously through him. Oh, nice. Oh, and you took Brady as the first name because you're Brady Bobo. Oh, gotcha. Um, you know, obviously Dougie Hamilton. I, we all up here. <laughs> most of us up here in Boston are blocked by him, especially you, Jimmy. Yep. But I mean, he's a decent <laughs> defenseman with a good shot. Jake Gardner. I liked him when he was in uh, Toronto. 
Um, you know, they got Vincent Trocek, who I thought was a big, a big move. Taravainen, Aho, you know, I, Dezingle, I do like. I know he's not a, like another sexy pick, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I started to want to walk back my Hurricanes pick, but I'm sticking with it. Jimmy, you're up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the whole world's on Tampa Bay on on winning this. I think that the loss of Kucherov is going to be a lot bigger than people think it is. Um, plus, the goalie wears number 88, and I can't get behind the goalie wears 88. So, if we're going to go for the best goalie in the division, there's only one answer, and that is Bobrovsky. And I'm going to double down <laughs> on the Florida Panthers oh. with with Barkov and Huberzo <laughs> and Gudas. And oh. we're going to go with Bobrovsky. I mean, come on. This team is absolutely stacked. Okay? Come on. I'm not picking them because I was wrong last year. I mean, I'll need a little. A little I mean, I mean, hey, if there's gonna be a sleeper team, it's gonna be the Florida Pandas, okay? I mean, I, 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 I can't go with the, uh, the JV tournament winning uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Come on, man, I can't do that. Congratulations, you won. <laughs> congratulations, you won an AAU tournament and 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 held the uh, the Chowder Cup, okay? It's time to actually get. It's time to actually play in some real NHL arenas. Guess what, man? Let's see if you can do it. <laughs> All right, who 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 plays in the cup final? We can't really do that middle round, the middle rounds because you know we don't really know how yeah, that's gonna pan know. out. So um, let's let's pick who who makes it to the final. Okay, uh, give me half a second here. I'll go... <laughs> yeah, you get good odds on this one, don't you? Yeah. Oh. Uh... You looking right. for your Florida odds, nine thousand to one. I was looking for Florida. Odds. I was looking. For, I was looking at Florida, but there no. Um, I'm gonna go Flyers. Um, against uh, Vancouver. Um, I I just think the Flyers are really building something good here. They actually, uh, I like Hart a lot in net. Um, and they gave a lot of good talent there. I think they made huge strides last year. They showed like when they get hot, there's no team. I mean, I think last year they really clicked, and I think they're gonna build off that this year. And then again, I'm really banking on. Quinn Hughes to be really not take a huge step back, but the surrounding cast to take a step forward. Now, mind you, uh, the goaltending up in Vancouver could be a problem, but I have, I have Vancouver and uh, the Flyers, I guess. And who you got winning? Uh, well, I can't pick Vancouver because they're like the um, Edmonton Oilers and they choke every year. So I guess I, I have <laughs> I, 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 I have I have, to, I have to choose the Flyers just by default, I guess. Tyler, who's in the cup? Who wins the cup? I have Calgary and Tampa Bay making it. I think Calgary would be like the Dallas Stars where they just surprisingly made the playoffs, but I got Tampa Bay winning the two years in a row. Tied to do back-to-back cups. True. We, we haven't seen a team like that doing it at all. It's true, but yeah, hey, we listen, we've seen it done. Pittsburgh, Blackhawks. Did Blackhawks do it? I think Blackhawks did it. Although lately, uh, oh. it's been a first-round curse for every team lately. It was it was Pittsburgh, and then before that was the ninety eight ninety nine Red Wings. Oh I man, okay. I, I thought Blackhawks did it for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, no, they they did they did three in five years, which was still difficult, but yeah, yeah. still pretty damn good. Justin, who's in the Cup final? Who wins the Cup? Uh, honestly, I have to go with the two most complete teams in the entire NHL right now, and I think the two most complete teams. Number one, obviously, being Tampa Bay, just from top to bottom, defense to forwards, goaltending. Most complete team in the NHL with the mo- most consistently best players. I'm going to go with uh, Tampa Bay and then Colorado Avalanche. Uh, and I think Tampa Bay obviously a- wins it out just because I think they have um, a little bit more seasoned players there, a little bit more um, older players. But those two teams, I think, are the most complete teams in the NHL. Size, physicality, quickness, uh, scoring abilities. It's just so I 
those two teams for sure. I think we just lost Tyler. I think so Tyler too. quit. I think he did. Tyler, <laughs> come back. Right, if he comes back in, we'll let him back in. If not, he's going to miss out on the rest of the fun. Sorry, Tyler. Oh, about to go on we'll, rants, we'll, too. We'll text him, see what happened. Uh, he just didn't want to hear me say, I think it's going to be uh, Montreal, Tampa Bay, if it works out that way. Uh, I don't know. Obviously, we're kind of just there? taking stabs at the dark right now. You back, Tyler? I'm here. You hear oh, me? Cool. Yeah, you ducked out for a little minute. So uh, I don't know what happened. Goddamn Google Chrome. Uh, Tyler, I'm going going Montreal, Tampa Bay. Uh, Jimmy, to your point about uh, Kucherov, he—they're thinking he could be back by the playoffs, and all they got to do is make the playoffs at that point. You've seen it before. Yeah, we we saw with Stamkos. Yeah, I mean Stamkos just going out there and pretending like he was going to play gave that team a big boost. I can't. And then Montreal, I think, made the biggest strides. I, I think they have coaching. They definitely have a goaltender. So, and that would just also be an interesting series to see in the cup final, if you're asking me. But um, I'm going with Tampa back to back to win that one. I don't think Montreal had done quite enough to overcome that juggernaut that is in Florida. A couple more questions before we head out. Um, Does the NHL make a 56 game schedule? They did already. No. What I mean is, do they make it through the whole schedule? Excuse me. (laughs) Probably. I mean, I think. The NFL did it, so NFL did it, and uh, NBA is doing it. They're uh, they're they're going to do it. Yeah, I just think it's a it's a fair question to ask at this no, at this juncture in our lives. You know, no, it's not. Um, the NHL, <laughs> the NFL you? definitely did. I mean, in the NHL and the NBA both went through their bubbles without any major issues. The NHL without a single COVID test. I think once teams got serious about it once they got in there in the NBA they didn't have any I think there was a couple to start but that was about it so I think the NBA had some player do something stupid like, <laughs> yeah right at the beginning yeah, right at the beginning somebody went home to Atlanta for a funeral and had to stop by a strip club club for chicken wings hey, I think okay. is, is what it was hot wings Lou okay you can't you can't blame him <laughs> <laughs> you know what you know what I would have I would have definitely bet my ass that Jimmy knew what the name of the strip I thought, club was I, I, I thought I, strip well, clubs in Disney I thought I thought I thought you I thought you were gonna talk about Daniel House how he how he how he took the uh, the testing lady into his room to uh, have a conversation. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I didn't hear that one. What? They sent him home. It was great. <laughs> oh, all right. A couple Bruins questions. Oh, um, how many how many points do the Bruins get this season? Possible uh, total possible of what? One hundred and twelve. Yep. One eleven. Yeah. No. Tyler, how many points do you think? I think one hundred and ten. I don't. I don't know. They'll get like a hundred and twenty or something. You think they're gonna lose one game and win the rest? <laughs> they definitely lose in a game. <laughs> Somewhere in there. Are you high? <laughs> You're joking, right? And if so, mail me some. <laughs> Tyler, I, yeah, I think yeah. you didn't hear the question. But <laughs> I, don't just... think, I don't think you did. <laughs> I'm curious. I mean, I took Out of the 56-game <laughs> schedule, how many points do you think the Bruins will get this season? Uh, to be serious, I think like 30. Okay. Both thirty. All right. That that's a little bit better. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, oh my Jesus. Oh, okay. That's actually that's actually really low. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think they need to produce like as many points as like last season. I think thirty will be an okay amount. I, mean, I think it'll be a little bit less than that, but we'll have to see. I don't have too much pro- promise in this uh so this Bruins me, year. 
If they don't uh, if they don't get any uh, overtime losses, they'll win only 15 games out of 56. Maybe, yeah. Let's see. I, I like I like the little bet that's you know not showing a lot of heart in the home team, but um, I, I, Justin, I really like it. I don't have a lot of heart in this team, man. I'm I mean, just... so listen, like out of fifty six games, right? I I and with the with the question marks they have on defense, I can see them pulling out like thirty six games, you know, like thirty six. I think if you, if you really high balling it, forty five game forty five win season, but that's like a huge stretch. Um, so I'm thinking anywhere in the 30s. That's 30. Uh, they'll probably win anywhere between you know 32, 38 games, which is what around 72 points uh, around there, something like that. Equates to whatever, um, not including any ties in there. Yeah. Um, so so probably around around that amount of points. Yeah. Nothing nothing crazy. So you said uh, 56 games. So that would be 26. Uh, what 27 games would be 500? No, 28 games would be five would be 500. Add three, give him thirty-one. So I'm gonna say sixty-five points. I don't know. About sixty-five points. Oh, you know what? Yeah. No, no. Give me, give me seventy-three right. for Charlie McAvoy. <laughs> say that one more time. Give me seventy-three for Charlie McAvoy. <laughs> yeah, he needs a point each game. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go Jimmy. low sixties. I'm gonna say uh, we'll we'll go with the using Jimmy's. I'll go with the Brad Marsh on sixty-three points this season. Ooh, I like it for the Bruins this year. <laughs> Tyler, what Bruins player needs to step up the most this year? Oh, that's a good question. Um, New, newer def- player, older player, doesn't matter. I think a younger player who's like been there for a couple of years. I think I gotta go with the uh, Grizzly. Yeah, Justin. I think I think uh, he needs to step up a little bit more. Hit the net a couple of times. He has a good shot when he actually makes the net. Like I've seen a he had like two goals in one game. Nasty shots. I think he can do. If he just improves on his accuracy, he can do better. Oh, as far as uh, points goes for defensemen, I think uh, McAvoy's got this one. Yeah, no, I, I'm curious, I, and I apologize, Tyler. I thought you had stopped, and I jumped right to Justin, and I apologize for that. Justin, the question to you is what Bruins player needs to step up the most this year? Ooh, step up the most. Oh, ooh. Um, ooh. Um, I think, honestly, it's a hard question to ask because there's a lot of Bruins players that need to step up this year and need to prove themselves. I think just going off the roster just quickly, Jake DeBrusque is a big one for me. Um, the mm. kid's exceptionally streaky. Uh, you could see by the contract that he signed this offseason that basically that's the contract that basically his management telling him, saying, hey, two years. You got two years. Show us what you can do over those two years. Can you be a consistent 20-plus goal scorer on that left wing and producing the playoffs? If so, then maybe the next contract with us is for a longer term for a higher price. Uh, but I think he's got the base, uh, biggest thing to prove. Um, especially with pass knockout, they're going to look for more secondary scoring. Uh, but again, you, there's a lot of players on this team that you can say that about. Um, Charlie McAvoy would see if he takes another step in his development. Same thing with Carlo. Um, we'll see if some of the young kids, uh, Jakob Sabol, let's see if he's even something. <laughs> Probably not. So let's not get our heads all twisted. But he's a bust. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and I also want to see. Yeah, he probably is a bust, Jimmy. Let's be real here. Um, but I would like to see what Lausanne can do in a, in kind of like a 56 season. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to get top four minutes with next to McAvoy. I personally like that decision. We'll see what he can do. But for me, the biggest one that stands out is Jake DeBrus. we got to see if he can provide consistent secondary scoring, 20-plus goals like he's supposed to be. Then, you know, he's got the biggest thing to prove right now. Jimmy, who you got? I know this is going to be a shock to some people, but – with the loss of Krug and Chara, there's only really one person to put on the, the hot seat here, and that's the Pillsbury Doughboy, also known as Charlie McAvoy. Um, 
it's time for him to stay healthy for a majority of a season without breaking your leg or something like that happening. Um, I think that, you know, they talk about the young core of this team of Pashnak and uh, McAvoy, and they both can't stay on the ice. They always do something dumb or something like that. Well, McAvoy had actually a condition one year. I'm going to put a, something there that I'm not calling out for that, but if you really want to build, if you really think that, that this guy is the next, the hottest girl to dance and the next guy, I don't. Um, then, you know, you got, and he has to show that he can not only, um, be healthy and put up good numbers. But you know what? They talk about this guy as an actual offensive threat. It took him three quarters of a year to put a, a puck in the net last year. I mean, he's, I don't know, to me, he reminds me a lot more of Thomas Caberlet playing for the Bruins than he does any uh, than anybody else we've seen in a while. Um, I think the, the hype around this kid is awful. Um, I think it's going to his head. I think that he cares more about the brand than the, than the puck on the ice. So you know what? You want to be the guy, kid? Good luck. And, but when, when this team flounders around and doesn't do absolutely anything. I'm coming for you, and I'm coming for Patrice Bergeron, because guess what? You guys ran the captain out of town. Guess what? Step up or shut up. Let's not forget, uh, Jimmy, that McAvoy was, had no goals throughout, like, half the first That's what I'm saying. Uh, the last season. It, that's what I'm saying. It took him, like, three, it took him like, seven, uh, like 55 games last year just to put a puck in the net when he's an offensive threat, okay? Oh, I can pass the puck. So can David Krejci. It doesn't make him an offensive threat, Okay. I can do All it. Right, yeah. I think Jimmy. as a player, you definitely need goals in there to be like the guy. Stop comparing him to, to Carlson and all these other guys. <laughs> okay. He's Carlson is a skinny built guy. Charlie McAvoy looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy. He's just eating <laughs> handfuls of frosting oh in the locker God. room. I don't think any of the four of us are not round enough to be pointing fingers at a professional athlete for being a bit chubby. But I guess oh, I will. Oh, I, I, got, I got no, I got no problem with that. I'll be the and pot I, and I like black. Pick. I, I think McAvoy definitely needs to step it up this year, as as well as Grizzly. But Justin, I'm on. I'm in the DeBrusque camp with you. It's been three years of Jake DeBrusque. You're hot. You're cold. Oh my God, he's worse than weather in New England. Like, seriously, you never know what you're going to get. You start a game, he's ice cold, and all of a sudden, by the end of the game, he's hot or vice versa. Sometimes, every once in a while, he gets really hot in the second period, but then you don't see him for the other two periods. He's bookend, he bookends that with absolutely nothing. Um, so that I'm, I'm sticking – I'm going with Justin on that one. I I, I agree with the defensive picks, but it, it's absolutely Jake DeBrusque is the player who needs to step up this this year, and I really feel like – uh, if you don't, if he doesn't get going by the trade deadline, you got to dump him. For, yeah, I, I'll take two bags of pucks for him, not just one, two. He'll take Dan Heinen back for him. Uh, <laughs> Dan Heinen and a half a bag of pucks. Ooh, that's a good deal. <laughs> Throwing two guys right. have a stick too. All right, so we all know how much I love to pick on um, Toronto GM Kyle Dumas, uh, because I just think. The last couple of years, he built crap up there and built with no defense. So, hold on, Justin, this turn. Oh, what am I holding for? Are we putting up the do not disturb sign? No, 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 no. Is 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 his name really Dumas? Like dumbass? Like he yeah, can't. D u m a s. I so, believe is so, how you spell it. Okay, so he, so so yeah, so he really, which is why I've referred to him in the past as Kyle Dumbass. <laughs> okay, sorry. I I thought, I thought he was a player. Okay, go on. You good? This question is for you, Justin, and not exclusively, but we're starting with you on this one. Because I feel like you waited all day for this. Did Don <laughs> did Don Sweeney pull a Kyle Dumas and build a front-loaded team with absolutely no chance of playing defense in the back end? 
honestly, Dave, I don't know if he, I think he pulled that, but I think he also pulled that with his forward group as well. Because I'm also not like, I'm not taking my pants off for any of the forward, forwards right now. All right. Other than I maybe should hold not. I'm recording. <laughs> we can't not video you now. Right? No, but like, I mean, other than that, he's done nothing to address their defense up there. I mean, it is still a sieve. And Morgan Riley, sorry, he is like an overrated defenseman. I don't think he's a top, top defenseman at all. Um, and again, they've done nothing to integrate like uh, any part of it. Like, no good moves were made on their defense this year. That's another team where I was like, wow, I'm not, you're seeing all these other defensemen go and you don't even entertain offers? Like, wow. But again, Don Sweeney, he, he's pulling that with both the decor and the uh, forward group. So, Jimmy, what do you think? Sweeney, Dumas? So, you know me at the end of last year, I was putting it more on Cassidy than I was on, on Sweeney. I couldn't help but put a lot of blame on Cassidy this year. But I don't think the buck stops with him. I'm putting the blame on Cam Mother Effin Neely. Okay, this guy comes. I was gonna say Newton for a second. <laughs> Cam Newton. <laughs> Cam Newton. My God. People with the name Cam right now are really high up on my my, my shit list here. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> no. So he's eating at Warriors Arena. So Cam uh, Neely, you almost got me there again. Um. He came in here in 2011. They won a cup, and you know people started bowing down to him. And it's his job to figure out what direction this team is going in, not Don Sweeney's. He's Don Sweeney's boss. So if Don Sweeney's not doing a good job, then get rid of him. And the fact that Don Sweeney's still here, that means that it's also Neely's decision to keep him. So if much as blame you want to put on Don Sweeney, I'm putting the same amount of blame on, on uh, Neely. And if Neely doesn't get something done, whether if can we please make an actual trade deadline acquisition this year? Either trade someone away or actually make make an actual move because like these third line players, it was it worked in twenty eleven when you got uh, Peverly and K- Chris Kelly, but we were an actual championship winning team. We're not that right now. Our defense sucks. We have no goaltending and we're a one line team. Okay, so I'm putting it on Neely, but yes, uh, if you want to put the G- GM is building the team, then yes, I guess technically uh, Sweeney has done uh, pulled a uh, Kyle dumbass over here. You know, uh, we're going to have to see how this team for the, uh, the Bruins play. I don't expect the Bruins to be a great team this year. And if they are not, they, they some, a serious change needs to be made. Like one serious ch- at least one serious change needs to be made. Uh, if it's in management or the team, just really anything, you got to make a change. Well, it's got to be with management, Tyler, because you can tell yeah. that management isn't really serious about making a serious change. Like, yeah. What like, have they What I, I, have they shown us in this off season? That yeah. willing to walk away from Chara, who I I admit I I think is the right decision in the long run. Um, but you didn't get anybody else to replace him, and you could have had him for cheap, and he would have eaten three and a half minutes of penalty kill time anytime he was on the ice. He would have been that big body, that big leadership in the room, and you didn't replace that with anybody. Your next captain is going to be the quietest guy ever. Like you he's don't, a, he's a he's not the worst. middle of the room rah rah look at me kind of guy. From everything you read about him, he's a quiet leader. He, you know, so how do you how? <clears throat> crap, I lost my thought for a second. How do you replace Chara in in the room, let alone on the ice? You know what I mean? Yeah, like um, management has to look at maybe another player who's like looking to make a big impact on a team, like anyone like uh, 
and when like in free agency when they when their contract expires, you gotta look at those guys and you've gotta get at least one of them who has like really good leadership and like good discipline in there to be on that team and really get the your team riled up to have a good game. I think yeah, there need there needs to be a change in management and it should have it should be this year. And if it's not gonna be this this year or next year or in the whole decade, then this team ain't winning a cup in a long time. All right, and I got one more question as we're on our way out the door. Uh, we're trying to figure out – we're talking a little about defense and replacing Chara and, and we even replaced, replacing Krug. Um, start with uh, you, Jimmy. What are, you, what, are your, what are your three defensive lines to start the season? Oh, okay. Um, based on curveball to end the game. Ba- based on name only, it's going to be McAvoy on the, on the front, end, um, and they're going to probably put him with – Grizzlick most likely. Then you're gonna have Carlo. Probably if Miller's healthy, probably Miller. You're gonna get Lazon and John Moore. There you go, boys. <laughs> you could have had Char over the same price you had John Moore, but guess what? Now you got John Moore. <laughs> I think you're paying John Moore a shitload more than Char. Are getting. you really? I I I, yeah. I, I, oh, I oh I heard it was the same. He's I like the same I think cap. he's like two and a half. I heard it was the same cap it. So. Mm. Cap hit? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going off cap, mom. Yeah, I, maybe I'm completely wrong, but I thought they signed him like five years, something like two and a half, two and three quarters a year. Uh, now, now I got to look it up. I'm looking up right now. Uh, Tyler, what are your three defensive lines? Well, obviously we got McAvoy and Grizzly up on the front. That would be a good start for them. As they both, I think they both played for in college together. I don't remember what team. I think it was Boston University. They played together, so they definitely have the chemistry there. Which is always good to have for uh, for defensemen and forwards as a whole in hockey. Uh, as for the second line, I got Carlo. Obviously, I would try him with uh, Connor Clifton. See what Ooh, happens. I forgot about Clifton. Uh, I think they're both right defensemen, so that really oh, wouldn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. wouldn't work too well. Yeah. You know, no, I'll go with Jimmy's. Who we went with Carlo? I think it was Miller. Yeah, try that, obviously. Sadly. There is one guy I want to see though. I want to see Vakanainen up here at some point. I mean, this this guy yeah. this guy's supposed to be the next next big thing. This guy's got without Chara and without Krug, you have to put him up there. You got to see what he has. You got to put him up there. I didn't put him in yeah, my and, top and six. Yeah, of course part. you got to put him in those in the, in the pros because I mean, what what is he going to do in the AHL? He's going to develop obviously, but he needs to have that NHL experience in there. He has a couple with a couple of games last year, but he needs more. Same with like guys like Sudnika. Sudnika is a stud. I'm telling you the truth. He is a stud. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more of that. Guys kid like him, you. yeah, for sure. And you got guys like Sinitian. Like they're good players, man. They can. Def- they just need more experience on the pro level. Back in nine is definitely one of those guys too. I would put him on the third line for a start. All right. Uh, I'm going myself. I'm going first line. McAvoy with Lozon to start. Uh, I want to see what he can do. I know it's going to be a lot for uh, McAvoy to uh, kind of for lack of a better term, babysit Lozon. But, I, I mean, I feel like we've seen a little bit from him, and I feel like he can play in the NHL. Uh, if he can earn it out of camp, I'd like to see that. Uh, second line, I think, is going to be Grizzly Carlo. There's a lot of fa- familiarity there. Did I say that? A little, that's, a, that's a tongue twister. It also, you know, Carlo. Uh, Carlo's a big guy, but he really can't carry the puck. You need somebody who can really carry the puck right there. And obviously, if... Lausanne 
flames out on that first pairing, then obviously I feel Grizzly would be the obvious choice to jump up there. The third one line I'm scribbling on here. I'm trying to figure out Clifton on the left to start with, uh, and I'm I mean Clifton on the right to start with who? Do you, do you go with Zaboral? Two really young guys where. Clifton was very rocky last year and was probably one of the Bruins' worst-rated defensemen. Uh, or do you give John Moore a shot over at that left spot? Um, but I think I think I would go with Miller to see if he can still skate, and then I would p- probably put John Moore in there to see if he's worth anything, or if, even if you can get a little trade value for him. Uh, a couple of more veteran guys where you're going with a, a younger guy on your first pair and. Grizzly's not super old, and neither is McAvoy. I mean, Carlo's not even that old. So you get some of those those other defensemen that have really been around for a little while would be my thought. Justin, did I miss you or did I get you? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, you, you missed me there, Dave. Yeah, I see. I knew I was forgetting <laughs> someone, and I apologize. I mean, how no, could totally I forget good. you? You're Justin. totally good. No worries, Dave. I, I, I agree with uh, kind of like what your lineup is. Um, I think, Chris off, uh, we are going to see a whole – ton of different defensive combinations this year for sure um but opening night lineup um i've got lozon mcavoy see how that works out they like to have a puck move with carlo so you're definitely going to see grizzly carlo on that second pair and um from what i've uh seen in reports uh zabal has actually had a pretty good training camp uh so far so i bet you're going to see a combination of the young kids on the bottom pairing um so to start off i bet you're going to probably see opening night um zabal clifton um, but I think you're going to see Vak and and get his reps in there as well. And depending on how those kids do at the pro level, you could I could easily see Zabul jumping up with Carlo or um, you know Vak and Iden jumping up with McAvoy at some point. Um, I, my my hope to God is that we don't see Kevin Miller or John Moore at all in this defensive core. You're trying to rebuild in the back end, give the kids a chance, like Tyler alluded to, give the kids a chance, see what they can do at the professional level. And you can't put them in there for a game or two and be like, okay, we know what we have. You have to see them over a stretch of games. John Moore, you know what he is. Kevon Miller, I mean, at one point he was fine, uh, but but you gotta find off. you gotta find out what if he can still skate, and that's why I yeah. I think I have him in that bottom pair there. So and he may I, be there too. I feel the same. I I don't want to. I don't really want to see John Moore on the ice. I just feel like you're gonna. Um, yeah. You know. Yes, I I feel the Bruins should make that commitment to the 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 inexperience on the the back end to get them that experience. But I feel like the organization as a, as a whole at the 11th hour is going to shit their pants and just go with the, the veterans to start the season. I think the, they're your two third line, third pair uh, on opening night at this point. The problem a week out. The problem is the team is too good for that. If the team was worse, you, you could go out there and experiment with young guys, but the team is coming off a, uh, off a president's trophy. You can't just throw it in the tank because you lost two defensemen. Um, and, and your top scorer for a month, but, maybe a month and a half. I mean, yes, but they're going to make the playoffs. The division is so bad. They will make at least a top four seed in that, in that division. So the thing is, do you really throw a season away when Bergeron is – Almost on a almost on a walker and Marshawn's almost on, <laughs> in almost on crutches. I mean, do you really throw a season away? I mean, Bergeron's what thirty eight now, thirty nine. No. I don't think no. no I, think no, he's, I think he's, he's, he's when you said JT was thirty seven, you were you were going up a little high. I think they're both around like the thirty five, thirty six range. Oh no, no, Krejci's like thirty seven, I think. And you were right about John Moore. John Moore's making like two two five, two seven, something, yeah. something like that. 
Still, See, I'm not. I told you, I'm not completely full of shit. I'm just stupid. Oh, I definitely am. <laughs> <laughs> and you better bet your ass on that. Um, I know we talk more about the defense next week. Maybe we'll focus a little bit more on the forwards. But uh, you know, you mentioned Stadnika. Um, Tyler, you mentioned Stadnika, or was it you, Jimmy? No, it was me. Jimmy. I mentioned Stadnika. Yeah, I I really can't wait to get an extended look at that guy. Um, yeah. I, I, Especially with Pasta knockout. I mean, even if he ends up being bumped down to third line and you move the other two right wingers up, I, I could see Kasher up there on the first line with Bergeron. Um, I could even see Craig Smith being bumped up there if he starts out out of the gate. And one of the things that they said about Marshawn is he said he's been playing at like 80% for the last two years. He said, well, you know, if, if that's if that's a true fact and he really has only been playing at Two percent, and I guess I'll leave you this question unless someone else has anything else. Is um, how far can they go just riding on Marshawn's back right now, with all with all the points he's produced at only eighty percent? I don't know. Just a quick thought. Anyone? I don't believe I don't believe he's being honest. I think he's been fine. Um, you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> you, you, you're gonna you're gonna blame the line change because uh, you are you what your your brain capacity is only at eighty percent, dude. Stop, stop, start licking people again. Stop being the little rat you are. And maybe we'll go a little farther, but the, the team's not going to go any farther because he, what, now has had surgery. Now, come on, man. You don't, don't blame your lack and you're choking the playoffs year after year after year on, oh, I've been healthy for two years. Get the hell out of here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, him, him not licking people and maturing means that he's got a groin pull like his buddy all the time, right? <laughs> Isn't the tongue connected to the groin? It's not what. The- <laughs> All right. I'm done on that one. Come on, too many, too many groin jokes. Let's go back to the Phil Kessel hot dog jokes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tyler, you got anything to close on? I got nothing. We've talked, Jim? we've talked about so much today, man. Yeah, it's, it's been about almost two hours, I think. So, good job, us, Justin. Yeah. Anything? Yeah, no, nothing here. We're discussing the future. We'll see how opening night goes. Yeah, we'll do a little more research on it. We can check out the forwards a little bit more, maybe preview them a little bit better because I think we spent a lot more time around the league and on defense this week. But uh, next week we can do that and preview the upcoming games. Jimmy, anything other than Bob Roski's going to lose the cup? No, I'm put put uh, McAvoy and Bergeron on watch this year. If not, I'm coming for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the brusque for me. All right, guys, thank you very much. I appreciate all your time. Great show. Uh, I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Number 47 for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting. Short-handed bid, Marshawn and Bergeron going to work. Marshawn turns to the forehand, holds. The Bruins will begin the second period on the penalty kill. The short-handed breakaway and a save by Schneider. Marshawn, short-handed. He's swinging back to get into that penalty killing formation through the neutral zone, but David Krejci fresh on the ice, replaces Bergeron.